Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Mandy. And this is Love Sober. The podcast for the sober and sober curious. Hi and welcome back to Love Sober, the podcast for the sober and sober curious. And today it's episode 130 and it's just Mandy and I today and we're going to be talking about mental health um, because it's the awareness week mental health awareness week in the UK this week May is quite full of um, mental health awareness stuff so it's like kind of our focus for the whole month but obviously this week is mental health awareness week and The theme that they've picked out this year is um, connecting with nature, which is also very close to our hearts. We can have a little chat about that, our own mental health journeys and also our, yeah, sort of relationship with with nature and how that all ties in and how we access bits of nature um, and why that's important in our sober toolkit. So, hi, Mans. How are you doing? I'm quite chipper today. I know, drum drum roll. <laughs> um, I'm all right, yes. Uh, my sleep's a bit better at the moment. Don't really know why, but I'm rolling with it. Um, and yeah, nothing to report really. Sort of in the midst of trying to um, concentrate on work whilst also renovating a new house and um kind of wanting just to lie around in my garden and and what I've been doing well two two things to tie into nature but two of the things that I downloaded the other day because I was just like I think there's a little bit of a knowledge gap between me and plants um and so I downloaded an app which you just so cool I mean technology these days but um you just take a photo of it and then um it tells you what plant it is it's just amazing so um so yeah I like we've got some really big trees in the garden so we've got an apricot tree we've got a plum tree an apple tree we've got a hazelnut tree um yeah and um yeah, so I was looking at what else there was. And then I was kind of going around sneakily around the neighbours and sort of taking photos of what they've got in their garden to see what might grow. So, um, yeah, it's nice to have some focus and some... Um, Does it tell you if they're poisonous or not? Yeah, it tells you all about it. It's linked to their Wikipedia. It's, it's linked to all the information about it. So, yeah, don't eat yeah. this, Mandy. Don't. Yeah, well, no, the reason I'm asking is because I had a near miss in my garden where I had a bay, uh, the, the, the recipe called for bay leaf. And I, I said to Dave, oh, that's all right, because I bought that bay tree last year and it's in this pot. And that, there's a couple of bay ones, and one's got these balls on it, what they called seeds. <laughs> Ball. And um, so I. I was like, oh, it looks like there's two different kinds of bay out there. So he's like, all right, okay, and start Googling it. And one is poisonous to humans and one is fine. And oh, I was wow. like, because they were laurel, because I was like, is a bay tree a laurel tree? And it was mm. like, yes, yes. But one is, will give you a bad stomach cramps. And one is absolutely fine and is used widely in cuisine. And it was like, okay. So when you're getting into nature, don't just go in your garden and eat shit. <laughs> Okay, I'll take oh, no, that advice. I'm, but that app's, 
that out sounds good. Yeah, and then we had to, and then there was this amazing bird in the garden, which I sent you a picture of, which is just, yeah. it's got like a zebra back and it's bright orange and it's got a really, really long beak. Um, and it has like a tufty kind of punk hair thing, feather mm. thing going on. Um, so I got it's another app. nature orientated. <laughs> it's got a feather <laughs> thing on its head. Yeah. Crest, yeah. is it? Mm, anyway, I crown. So yeah, so I um I got another app that uh, that does birds, and so you, then you become part of the Ornithology mm. Association or whatever it's called. And like now we've got like, bird mates that are like, oh yeah, fantastic find kind of thing. So I might watch. Maybe it'd be you and Bill Oddie because Bill yeah, Oddie bird watchers. Like... That's that's mm. my that's goals. Hashtag goals. So that's yeah. me. And there's that um there's that other app. That's called, I love this, it's called Bird Up. Bird Up, everybody. <laughs> and it's like you record your bird song and it will tell you what bird it is. Ah, see, I have heard about this I app, but I didn't know what bird it was. Up. Uh, yeah. Okay, Bird Up. you got a lot of bird noise in your garden. Oh, you? my God. Sometimes I have to go inside because they're so <laughs> yeah. noisy. It's like what, you know, it's like the children inside or the birds outside. But And... That's really lucky, but they really are very loud, aren't they? Yeah. Because we've got um, we've got this kind of ridge, well, yeah, along the side of our garden, and then it sort of drops down a hill. And when we moved in, like it's basically the house was a state house renovation thing, and yeah, so it's been neglected. But that wonderful thing about when things are neglected, they become homes to everything that are inconvenient to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um. So we've got literally got this kind of, I was going to say a swarm, but they're not. They're a flock of tunnocks, and they might be called dunnocks because I think tunnocks are tea cakes. So I think, I've got a swarm of tea cakes in my bush. <laughs> so we're like, so the, the knowledge gap is so large with us, isn't it? It's like, it's a good job we're not pretending to know anything about nature. But yeah, there's there's a whole flock of sparrow type things and magpies and now the chickens <laughs> and a swarm of tea cakes. Oh, it's because it's getting yeah, towards lunchtime, that's why. Or tea time for yeah. you, isn't it? It's like 11 o'clock. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So, and how are you? <laughs> I'm a little bit hysterical. But no, I'm fine. I'm, I'm, I'm quite chipper today as well. I am really quite all right. Um, both children are at school. Hashtag goals, they said. Mm. Um, you know, and we're sort of edging towards Touchwood, the, the end of, you know, things opening up again. So I'm really excited because our yoga studio is opening up. Um, our musical theatre, you know, all the fun stuff, you know, the musical yeah. theatre society said, right, we're going to post something. Um, my husband can go back up to work. Um, so uh, that's really nice because I'm going to actually be in the house on my own. Oh, my like, goodness. For the first time in, it's actually two years, what was redundancy and then COVID. So I'm like, man, what just happened to us? So, yeah, <laughs> all good, thank you. Good. good. So, yeah, so the theme for the uh, Mental Health and Awareness Week is connecting with nature. So we thought we'd talk a little bit about that as a theme and, and our mental health journeys and sobriety. So well, I don't know, how do you want to start? Talk to me about your mental health journey yeah. or, yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> where do I? Well, I was thinking actually about how I have always used nature to soothe me and to help with my mental health. And I hadn't really kind of thought about it until I saw that, you know, the fact that it was the awareness week and that what their theme was. And I was a bit like, well, it's about time they were picking up on that because we've been talking about it in sober communities for a while, haven't we? So mm. it's like, it's really nice that people are getting on the same page and rather than things looking like, oh, mental illness and pathology, it's like, well, how can we look after our mental health and like mm. our resources of nature? So that made me think about, yeah, how I have always had, a, this is just, I'm just going to say it, weird links between if it's sunny, I'm happier. It's not a weird link. It's a common link. It literally, if I can see blue sky, I remember as a kid, I was happier. And if it was, yeah, if it was cloudy and as a teen, I remember feeling very, very affected by the weather. And I used to feel, I mean, you know, because I, you know, I had this religious past. And I remember just feeling like I was closer to God. That's how I used to feel when I got up. If it was sunny and I could see blue sky, I was closer to God. It's really weird, isn't it? I used to just think, oh, it's going to be a good day. So it obviously had like really big mm. significance in my child brain at that point. Um, some of my key sort of memories involve remembering the weather and the sky and again I've just got to think about that so I have a really vivid memory of me being in one of my core cool ones of South Africa when I was visiting my aunt and I was on a swing and there was just this parched yellow everywhere and bright sunshine and I was on this swing and I was just going up into this endless blue sky and I just had this rush of feeling like anything was possible like anything was possible for me and it felt endless and it was just that is just I have and, and I'm able to access that when I look at the sky so that's quite a lovely resource and quite lucky mm. for me um at times I've talked about quite a lot about my journey with anxiety about being very anxious very and that coming out as OCD when I was a teenager and my worst kind of lows and my worst dips and my depressions have been in the winter. Mm. So there's that seasonal affective stuff. So all I can say is that it's nature plays a really, really big part in how I experience the world visually and, and in a sensory way. And, and going into the woods and going out and looking at the sea. And I've got another one I remember just arguments at home and then going and looking at the sea and seeing the waves roll in and feeling like there was just something bigger than me and it was going to be all right because they could go and fuck themselves is how I kind of so there was something about resizing things for me and putting things in perspective about what was going on in when things were shitty by mm. getting out there so yeah, it's really interesting because we were having a chat about nostalgia the other day, weren't we? And how problematic that can be in these conversations, you know, um, because, you know, that there is 
a lot of our work and a lot of the kind of belief system around positive sobriety is, you know, you're sort of living in the moment and for the future rather than looking back because we can't change what's in the back. So, you know, anything nostalgic has got like it's often very, very attached to alcohol in quite problematic ways or shame or whatever. But it's interesting that this stuff, because as soon as you said that, I was like, oh, like me too, you know, as a young kid, you know, I, I mean, I have real memories of like being sad and going in, in the sea and, you know, the, the idea that the, that the sea was washing away my tears, you know, and I remember Aww. sort of, you know, that feeling of, because my grandma lived in Cornwall, so we'd go to the same place every year on holiday, you know, and that thing of, yeah sort of whatever had happened with my brothers or whatever you know and then going in the sea and that being my safe space um which is obviously why the calling to come you know there's always been a calling to the sea for me um you know I went to Union Brighton because it was by the sea you know I moved here because it was by the sea and then just those sort of memories of yeah of flowers and I, I remember being really you know I loved flower fairies when I was a little kid I had a like collection of the poems and everything and I and I used to go in the garden we had a huge like we had no money but we had like a massive piece of land when we were really little um so we had like two goats and um some chickens and ducks and you know my parents wanted to do the whole good life thing so yeah we were like proper charity shop you know clothes kids sort of running feral in the in the yeah in the fields and that was definitely my kind of happy uh, moments you know that simplicity of of that time um and I think I've always had a real yearning for that and interestingly I get really yeah. affected by the English countryside like there's something about you know when I watch tv if it's set in the UK and there's yeah that makes me really homesick like even though I live in beautiful beautiful place in France it's just not the same so it's really interesting that it, there is an element of kind of nostalgia about nature I think it's mm. um and a sort of I guess it's because it's it's simple isn't it it's like simple times it's like when the world goes a bit quiet when you're walking mm. in the woods or um yeah so thanks for that I hadn't really thought about it mm. in that in that's that quite useful then isn't it in terms of you know because we did have that good chat about nostalgia and memory and it being a very very tricky premise for sober people for the reason you said um but yeah so if you can if you can highlight those and recapture that feeling that can be quite a nice little useful tool. Yeah. Because you can almost recall, I can recall that sense of being on the swing. I can recall that. And I just go, yeah, I don't know, it just feels good because of the way memories work. So yeah. it's almost like at some point, possibly, there are ways to, to, to tap into that. But, um, yeah, and I guess it is that think, kind Go on. No, I was going to say, it's like, I remember when I had my son and he was just starting to toddle and it made me look at everything fresh again 
So the wanderer, spider's web, he was like, wow, he's calling biders. So we were like, look at the biders. And and there is that gift there, isn't that, about where you where you just go, oh, okay, yeah, you, you get that opportunity to see them, see it afresh, you know, when you're around young, when you're around young children. Mm. Because often, and I wonder if that's something to do with it, some of our early ones or our firsts or, you know, um, yeah, the first time. I, and I mean, I think I remember sitting on this cliff when all of this, these clouds were ro- rolling in. And I mean, I might do that now. And then that links back to that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. there is there is that kind of a member of the community was saying, wasn't it, the other day about being in the blustery wind or something. It is that sort of thing of like, you know, sort of washing the worries away. And, and it does kind of have an impact on, yeah, on your... Yeah, there's definitely a sensory thing because I was just thinking about the, the smell of you know cut grass you know and that sort of that sense of um well-being within those and I mean I guess the color green is incredibly good for our well-being right it's one of the yeah um yeah so it's again very it's soothing isn't it yeah it brings in that that kind of that element of of sensory work um mm. yeah it's a it's a incredible resource really um, and we were saying before, well, you, you know, you pointed out that not everyone has access to, you know, big nature, you know, like mountains or the sea or whatever. Mm. So how can you kind of get your nature hit if you're living in in a city? Mm. Yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? So, uh, you know, my good friend Bernadette is really good at this. And she wrote that little book of wonder. Um, and that's very much about those sort of curious, mindful journeys around your neighbourhoods and in your areas. And, you know, I know that going to parks was very important for my husband when he was growing up in London. Those were those green spaces. They were social spaces, but they are nature spaces where you can sit on the grass um, and climb trees um, and see animals and see other humans. Um and it could be about getting away from, I guess, of humans, or it could be those spaces about that connectivity as well, you know, I don't mm. know. And I love that. And when, then we were talking about, you said it's called the, what's it called? The high, the high wire? In, the high wire, yeah. Is it? And I love those, when we were talking about this before, that where nature and towns collide and that whenever there's that little bit of space, nature, t- nature takes over. Mm. And I love that idea about being curious just down the road. Where's nature taking over? It's that little pop of grass through that bit of cracked pavement. And it's that those flowers. It's like flowers spring up everywhere. Mm. And it's absolutely miraculous, isn't it, really? So I like that, like maybe being curious about the roots and popping out the roots and finding out a new space. Mm. Yeah, and it can be rivers. It Mm. can be great, you know, in terms of mindfulness and bringing your nervous system down, and just being able to sort of, you know, if you're craving a drink and you need to sort of just bring yourself back into kind of rational thinking, you know, just that really sort of something really small. Um, Mm. Like I spent 
a good 10 minutes the other day watching a, an ant you know it was just like um, I just sat on the grass and just looked down at what was in front of me and then this little ant poked out and then he was walking across and he fell off a, a grass and then he picked himself up you know and so it going really really micro detailed mm. look at stuff you know looking at the bark um, looking at yeah. the creation of flowers and the different colors like you can go into incredible sort of mindful mm. journeys just from one tree um, and all of that is is going to help you right. to just bring yourself yeah, back. yeah and it is it's that the ventral from a nervous system point of view isn't it is that ventral vagal which is an, immediately gets peaked because it all comes forward into from your into your face and your eyes and your ears mm. so anything by by becoming curious and spending a few minutes breathing feeling your feet on the ground and then looking intently at something for a bit like you said like a, like the creation of a flower that will that's incredibly soothing for our mm. nervous system so we, like you said before it's like actually it's such a beautiful resource and you know what right but as we were, we, we were going to talk about this and then we both went off and made a cup of tea, didn't we? And I was making some notes and I've written down on my piece of paper, I am an animal, <laughs> right? Because and then I put, I am a mammal. And it's that thing about, we feel very separate, don't we? And, and then I was like, and as I went down to make my cup of tea, I felt my feet on the stairs. And then I thought, that's a bit weird. Like, I'm an animal looking around my environment at the moment. That's quite weird. But it's true. Like, we see ourselves as not animals. But we are animals. We're like, we're mammals. We're part of nature, right? Yeah. Yeah. There has been a real separation of, of that that idea. And I still struggle. I'm like, what are you going on about? But we are. Yes. Mm. We are 100% are. And, um, and I guess that's why these practices you know, for some people become so important in terms of their, you know, spirituality or whatever and 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 those developments, but you know, for a lot of people become important on their sober journeys of mm. of the moon, the the earth, the connective because again, as if you've had any trauma in your life, if you can finally be grounded in your body with the connection that you are connected to everything and that everything is connected you know that's incredibly healing isn't it um and um i'm not there yet but um you know i i admire people that mm. have that level of just yeah i guess sort of conscious awareness of their own experience in the world um we were talking a bit about how animals play a part in this didn't we because we both have kind of strange experiences through therapeutic practices um i mean when i started doing trauma work um and it's important i guess for people to know if you if you're like what is emdr and you know maybe i've got some trauma and stuff like that so emdr is um i don't know what it means i i movement desensitization something um yeah so it's the practice basically of um you know the idea is is if you've had a major trauma then the memories um are not um 
correctly filed in the in the brain so that's why you have flashbacks that's why you feel in kind of constant um hypervigilance you're constantly worried about things you know headaches neck ache backache all the things um fatigue because you're constantly on high high um yeah hyper arousal and so the idea with EMDR is that you, through a technique which is basically following a finger or following a, a, a stick, um, the, the memories are, by evoking the memories, the memories can then be re put properly back into your memory bank. And it's not that you forget them. Um, and I think that's a really important thing for a lot of people. It's this weird thing. It's like you don't want to forget your trauma because it's part of who you are. So it's not you don't forget them, but they don't live omnipresent in your living memories. They go into your back brain memories, your kind of um, where they should be. So anyway, so part of doing EMDR is that you have to, if you're, um, and if this, if you start working with someone and they don't do this, then that's a big red flag that they're not a good practitioner, but they should spend a very long time creating a safe space for you to go in your brain if it's too much. So that's through, you know, talking about it, creating a space where you feel safe. Um, so anyway, um, when I created that space, I, um, there was a wolf and um, part of my the thing with my sort of therapy, therapy or whatever is because I've been protecting myself for so long, it's actually very hard for me to heal. So it's like we had to go and have a chat with the wolf and say, it's all right, you know, you don't need to be like, you don't need to sort of, you can take a bit, you can sit down and rest a little bit, like we're going to sort of make this better. So anyway, it was really interesting because I don't believe in any of this stuff <laughs> like and so I was like um and then you know I looked up the sort of meaning behind wolves and it was quite a sort of a profound yeah sort of meaning for my experiences so anyway yeah that was my my thing and you had something as well didn't you with your the bear yeah so I had when I had hip, hypnotherapy like years and years ago um yeah, I, I suddenly sort of, you know, drifted off quite literally. I was like visualised, I was drifting down the river and I was lying on a bear, uh, like so the bear was floating on her back and I was, I don't know actually whether it was a her or a he, and, um, or neither. And <laughs> I was just like lying on the belly of, of the bear and it was really soft and really fluffy. And it was just really nice. It was just really, really relaxing. And so, and then later on, it was really sweet. So I told, I, this just became really significant. And so I'd like to visualize the bear, very protective, very grounding, very big, very sort of strong, you know, that real mm. strength that I needed to look after myself um, and be looked after, that kind of thing. And then when I was pregnant um, with my son, I was very, very anxious. And so my husband one night just stayed up and he did a drawing and he, he just drew this beautiful picture of me being quite little, um, curled up with the, with the bear, like mm. curled around me and gave it to me, which was really beautiful. So, yeah, these lovely little anchors and symbols that we can use as well. Yeah. Um, and... Um, 
Yeah, and I think that there is that kind of, well, we've talked before, haven't we, about, you know, our pets and, and how, um, yeah, they, they we, we kind of get sort of different um, experiences and, and, and uh, healing and health and happiness from, from different pets. Um, and I actually, I, I'm going to put it out there. I like mm-hmm. watching random funny videos of <laughs> of animals like and I just think it's like it's incredible how the toolkit kind of develops and it's just like all right if I feel a bit shit if I watch like six you know either there's a story and they like you know they rescue a, a dog and you know no one wants to be and then in the end a dog is like really you know happy or it's like like you know a a chicken falling off a roof and you know, land, <laughs> landing on its head or whatever what are you talking about don't you be no. talking about no chickens or you know no I yeah. don't like ones where they harm themselves but like I do yeah. like when they're doing silly dances for example like you know dancing to like there was a parrot dancing to some sort of um drum and bass music stuff like that um actually just really cheers me up um my 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 son and I played a game the other day where we were it was like funny animal videos and we were trying not to laugh and I was like this is some good wholesome fun like he said that sobriety wasn't fun it's like because it was hilarious I feel a bit sad shall I go and listen to the reign of self-compassion for an hour or shall I watch the lad bible animals yeah. falling over so I, I know what I'm gonna say now <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> fuck all that spiritual shit <laughs> yeah, Give me some... I need to see a budgie falling off the perch and that's gonna <laughs> yeah. just pull my shit out for me today so. yeah. Yeah. yeah well I guess it is and it's interesting isn't it because I do I mean I class myself as quite a deep thinker and quite a serious person but like you definitely yeah you find those things that work for you and that is just just like and comedy you know comedy but anyway that's off topic but yeah animal videos don't shy away from them you know Mm. animals talking to each other the guinea pigs that talk I mean come on my octopus lover or whatever it's called no it's my octopus teacher (laughs) it was so his lover though I've still got to watch that I haven't Mm. I haven't yet um you won't like him that's taking um nature to another (laughs) well the thing is that's because he had a massive burnout like he was had some top job or something and yeah he had a massive massive huge huge monumental breakdown and basically his therapy was diving swimming every day every day every day and it's like well there you go that's like the perfect example of the healing power of nature isn't it yeah immersion and curiosity and I was thinking about what you said about about the EMDR and just in terms of this being connected and because of the work that I'm doing at the moment the study I'm doing with Irene Lyon who will be coming on the podcast in a few weeks actually to talk about this in more detail so I'm now sort of seeing things from a nervous system point of view and they talk about um, titration in in this and essentially it's when titration is when you do little bits of exploration and then you come back to home base and then you do mm. a bit of exploration and then you come back to home base. And so 
the things that, that, that similar to your therapist did in terms of creating this safe haven, first of all, so that you have to do that. In, in her work, she'll be talking about resourcing. So you resource, you find all those resources to make yourself feel better and feel soothed, whether it be your blanket or it, mm. you know, be a hot water bottle. And so nature being, you know, that spot in that sunny spot in the garden or that particular walk in the wood or whatever that, that, that space is. Um, and that practice of feeling your feet on the ground and being curious, that's a kind of titration. That's like, okay, I'm, I'm increasing my, my nervous system activation, but in a very soothing way. And then I'm going back in and then I can use it again. Then I can go back in. So that's why on a nervous system level, all of that stuff and connecting the nature in the ways we're talking about, you know, there's a big science behind it, you know, yeah. in, in the nervous system and in the sort of, um, neuroscience so what are your favorite um nature practices what's in your toolkit what's in my toolkit um when i lived in brighton it was definitely sea and that's interesting that you always chose places that were by the sea because i did the same until we moved inland uh, to get an extra bedroom <sighs> sometimes you've got to do that haven't you but I always chose places by the sea because I was always called to the sea. I've always lived by the sea. Um, uh, we are really lucky because we're just north of Brighton and it's in the sort of basically in the South Downs National Park. So even though I live in a kind of a town, I've got access to amazing resources. So like I've got a beautiful wood near me. I've got a, it's just a local nature reserve behind the football pitch. That you go in and you end up by mill ponds and there's a little waterfall there and that's like a really really important place for me to get out to um the chickens my chickens like i just love them we kept we keep saying like who knew that the chickens would be like the purchase of the decade yeah <laughs> but they really are and now that they're interacting with all the other birds and the tunnocks and all the rest of it one of them the one that is like the most the one that's the, the le got the least character so we've got my the dutch one that is like uber chicken like dinosaur then we've got lady edith which who's really big and blonde and she like we reckon she lays all the eggs and then we got the one that's black and speckled. And we were like, don't really know who you are. But basically, she puts her head like right down like a goose and charges at anything else that's in the garden that like, properly protects the other two. <laughs> <laughs> so they've all taken on their different roles. So I just love them. They're lighting me up. Um, that's three. Did you ask me for five or did you just? No, but you can go. Being barefoot, doing yoga, anything that connects me and doing it outside so mm. that when I do the sun salutations, I'm looking up at the sky. Oh, and the sky, yeah. Like, I spend a lot of time. I remember to look up quite a lot, and I need to look up quite a lot. Mm. So I'm pretty much always checking out what's going on in the sky and with the clouds a lot. So those, those would be mine. Nice. How about you? Yeah, I mean, it's it's underused, um, like, I think, um, but it's coming back. I've, I've definitely been quite housebound for the last year or so, I'd say. Um, but, yeah, the, 
I love when you it's interesting there's a lot of little things that come like I love it when you sit on the sand and you can see like that they're all little shells and stuff like you can start to see that there's like a bit of glass and if you really look at them closely in your hand you can see all the different bits that they used to be like you know so I like Ooh, that. I um, that and yeah I like looking at flowers uh, I like the sky as well um, lying in you know with the stars out um, Ooh, Lottie yeah Obs, the cat yeah um there is quite a lot of uh pressure i'd say going on for developing the the pet situation in our home and it's interesting because i'm i don't know i like i i sometimes forget that i'm an adult and that i can choose like the other day we were sort of look i went to the the gardening shop with my son and and he he just likes to go and look at the animals so he was like looking at the the rabbits and the guinea pigs and all that and he was like please you know please 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 as they do please 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 can we get a rabbit and I was like no no and then I sort of walked out and I was like I can get a rabbit if I want I'm a bloody adult yeah, so it's funny that how you just sort of think mm. I still think some things are not for me um, yeah. which is really interesting it's just like because I never had it as a kid or I mean we had loads of animals but not those sort of pets you just go oh no that's not for me and then it's like oh, Ooh, why, why yeah. not so who knows My what will husband. happen in the new in the new house yeah oh wait what you'll be like the good life it'll just you'll yeah. have a goat I'll sneeze and you'll have a goat <laughs> yeah blink and they'll be well my husband well basically threatens every time we threat well we say oh we want something he threatens to get a belgian blue i don't know if you've ever you know what they are they're mm-hmm. kinds of like genetically engineered cows from belgium that are so muscly they're like we'll have to look i will probably post a picture of a belgian blue they're like enormous they're like the hulk but the hulk version of a cow oh uh, yeah so every I time i, I go them. oh We'd like to get a rabbit. Dave goes, if you get a rabbit, I'm going to get a bloody Belgian blue and put it in the garden. It's become this thing. Um, but I would, well, the other thing we were talking about is like, I would love to get a little micro pig. But then there's this whole thing about people getting micro pigs thinking that they're small pigs and then they end up like really big. Yeah. Not room for them. Yeah. Or a goat. Goats would be cool. I, well, I had see, I had goats when I was a kid, so I mean, I never drank. Amazing. I never drank cow's milk until I was probably, yeah, till we moved to Stroud. So when I was probably like eight or nine or something, um, which is probably why I struggle with dairy now. But um, mm. yeah, we had two goats. I had my own goat. I named it after my grandma, Aww. Betty. What's her yeah. name? Betty. Betty. Betty yeah. the goat. That's yeah, how cute. Golden Jersey um, goat. And then I can't remember what the other one was. <clears throat> we, we, we would always have like, oh, Fern, that was the other one. Fern and Betty were the goats. And then we had George and Jemima, the ducks. Um, and then we had chickens. Um, what else did we have? Loads of cats. We had seven cats at one point. <clears throat> yeah, my husband had loads of cats. I used to always look after loads of cats in London. Mm. Um, 
Why else was that? I was going to say something then. I forgot what I was going to say. Gone. I don't know. But anyway, let's wrap it up. So, what is your reason to love being sober and your tip of the day? Oh, reason to love sober is. <clears throat> I think it's something that Laurie said a couple of weeks ago, which has really stuck with me because. Things are not, you know, they're never simple, really, are they? Life is not simple, and life sometimes is not easy. Um, and it was just that that it's that that whatever it's the level ground. Being sober is the level ground mm. for me. That just allows me to do my life really. Mm. Um, but I have to say, there is one other thing that I, I'm almost a little bit freaked out by at the moment, but I think it's an amazing thing. And we were talking, weren't we, about the UK, we were talking about the seasons and stuff. And May in in England, in the UK, is, is ridiculous. It's like nature has a party. And the colours so vibrant. I've had this a few times where I've been walking down the road and I've just looked into someone's garden and the green is like astroturf on acid. It's so <laughs> sorry, that's not a nice metaphor, but it's like <laughs> so, this is so not like so appropriate. Like, wow. you know, like it's really like it's really but what green. I'm trying to say is it's there already. You know, you yeah. we feel and I think sobriety. Over time, we become we become resensitized to our senses and to nature. Where our senses aren't dulled, so yeah. I don't need to do anything other than look and be present. And that green is going to give me some whoosh of endorphins because I can't believe the fucking color on that. It was amazing, mm. and I've had that quite a few times. The clash of the bluebells with the green of the leaves—they're genius combos. Blossoms yeah. with spring sky. That's a genius combination. And they're all around us. And being sober means like I've just got more capacity and more sensitivity, I think, to do that. Yeah, I'm really... Without sounding like a wanker. Like, <laughs> I don't want to sound like a wanker. But it's true. That's my experience. And I'll own it. Like, I, yeah, I don't, feel like don't that. Don't worry. You could be a wanker. We'll still I'll love you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really... I'm, like when we've stopped studying all the things that we're studying at the moment, obviously, but I, I am really quite interested in color therapy and what it does to the brain. And when you look at colors. Um, so yeah, that's my reason to love sober, I guess, is the constant kind of thirst for, yeah, knowledge and growth and just like, huh, that's interesting. Let's sort of dive. I mean, I was just looking up <laughs> how much it costs to become a certain type of therapist or whatever. It's just like, yeah, it's this never ending kind of what's next, like forward thinking, mm. joyful discovery of the rest of my life rather than, I mean, we're having a good day today. She to <laughs> <laughs> told if we'd recorded this over the weekend. You're like, oh, yeah. oh. I was like, I woke up in pain. And you were like, oh, I can't do anything. Yeah, so, yeah. we are having a good day. Let's like, let's rinse this. Yeah, we are having a good day. Thanks for like, 
<laughs> reminding me that all things shall pass and we will be don't worry we'll be back moaning again yeah um tip of the day hmm. tip of the day um yeah i think maybe it's that it's like um yeah just enjoy it if you're having a good day enjoy it yeah yeah that's nice yeah. So and my tip well. of the day, um, we'll bring it back to nature, is just, yeah, like, I don't know, just tap into those things that have brought you joy in your life around nature and just don't be embarrassed that you're an adult now and you're supposed to act in a certain way. Like, just let your inner kid have fun. And if that's like... I don't know. I was watching. <laughs> as I was, I was watching a video of this man just like constantly jumping on um, into snow. <laughs> About two minutes long. It was just like all these massive bits of snow, and he'd just like just jump like you know full down like face plant into them and stuff. But whatever it is, you know, it's just like it's a it's an area of play, isn't it? Nature. So mm. yeah, just allow yourself to. No one's watching. You don't, like, who gives a shit? Just, you know, if you enjoy it, just enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that. I love that. I'll yeah, send you okay. the video if you want. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you won't quite get the yeah. same joy. But anyway, yeah. I want to see it. All right. So if you're immediately concerned about your drinking, reach out. We always say that don't we you're not alone and you really aren't so just send up a flare so Bristol's has an anonymous ask for doctor service or you know reach out to one of some of these communities that and keep looking see one you vibe with uh send us an email info at love sober we love to um hear from you if you have a topic that you would like to have discussed as well um we'd love to hear from you so send us um Send us an email again, info at Love Sober. We'd love to hear from people. Um, and take care, and we'll see you next week for more chats.